0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest, but first, a quick message about raising capital. If you're a real estate investor looking to raise capital, I'd like to meet you in person at the Secrets of Successful Syndication. This two-day workshop in Dallas is going to transform the way you raise money. To find out more, go to victorjm.com slash events. That's victorjm.com slash events. We're back here on the Weekend Edition. We interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Newport, Rhode Island. Welcome to the show, Chris Prefontaine.
1: Thanks, Victor. Glad to be here.
0: So, Chris, you've been investing in real estate for quite a number of years. Why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory, how you got into this crazy world of investing?
1: Yeah, thanks for not mentioning the years because that would date me. That's perfect. I have actually been at it since um, I started doing some infill building back in the early 90s and then transitioned that into owning a franchise. So I had never done brokerage stuff, but I went and got my broker's license and bought a franchise, built that, sold it to Colo Banker in uh, 2000. And then from 2000 to 2008, I began coaching people around US and Canada. And then the lovely 2008 debacle happened, which caused me to not only get beat up financially and get my butt kicked, but it caused me on a better note to re-engineer how we buy and sell and how we exist today with our with our family entity here in Rhode Island and then helping others around the country do the same thing.
0: I love that. Now, you've written a lot of material. One of the things that you're known for is something called buying on terms. Why don't we start with that since that seems to be your signature focus.
1: Sure. I, and I think it's great, frankly, for anywhere in the world, not just North American, I think it's great for any economy. Uh, when, when I say terms, because there's all kinds of meanings in, in, in people's minds when that word comes out, if they even know it, when I say terms, I'm referring to primarily owner financing, but then even deeper niched owner financing, where we're making, we're, we're, we're devising these deals with owners that are free and clear. So usually financially, very stable, there's no rush, there's no stress, they're free and clear and they'll take payments over time and 98% of them we're doing with zero interest. It's principal only payments. It's just a phenomenal hedge against any economy and a great profit builder. The second way we buy is lease purchase. Also very simple because you're not going to a bank and you notice both the common thread on both these. we're not going to a bank and we're not signing personally on loans, which is what beat me up in 2008. And so that's why we do it those two primary ways right now.
0: I love that. So is your focus primarily single family homes or are you focusing more on multifamily and multi-tenant properties?
1: Yeah, good question. So we do focus on singles because they're easy to fill, you know, to turn them around. However, just like any other niche you're going to get deals, like we did a six unit recently in my IRA, self-directed IRA, and sold it off in like 32 months and, you know, did very, very well tax-free. And we have four unit that way in a commercial building. And I'm in my office building right now speaking with you that we bought owner financing. Um, And we have tenants here and we're in it. So you can do any, you know, you can buy and sell planes on terms. You can buy and sell anything on terms, but we do focus on single family.
0: One of the things that we're seeing, you know, people talk about the housing shortage in America, and in particular, the shortage of affordable housing. There's a lot of folks that grew up in a home. They may not be able to afford a home. Maybe they haven't figured out how to save up the down payment. Maybe they can't qualify for the financing. So they're lifelong tenants, but they still want to live in a home. They don't want to live in a fourplex or a sixplex or something like that that has a different feel to it. So I think there's a tremendous amount of demand for rental single-family homes, in particular when you look at the number of folks that are saddled with student debt that are going to be 10, 15, 20 years to pay off that debt before they're really in a position to buy a home. What are your thoughts on that? And does that play at all into the demand that you see in the marketplace?
1: Okay, so for us, I think you're 100% spot on. So, but, so we take it to the next level on that. So we put in our homes, we put what we call tenant-buyers, So these are not just tenants, these are people that want to be buyers, maybe gave up on it because of credit or gave up on it because of down payment or lack thereof. So we're putting these people in the homes after pre-screening them and after giving them a mortgage-ready plan. So if you think about this affordability issue said, but there's also an issue of depending on where you are in North America, you you can be as high as 82% of the marketplace of buyers that can't get a loan today. I mean, it's crazy right now. The bank's as tight as they are. So- we're, cha- we're literally, I think we're changing generations with helping some of these people get into a home who thought they never would. I mean, some of these people are in tears thinking, I, I thought I lost hope, like I couldn't get into a home. So we're, we're taking some of the renters, they're not all good, but some of them are potential buyers with a down payment that just need a, a little bit of a runway to get in, if that makes sense. And that's what, who we focus on. Like almost all of our sales are tenant buyers.
0: When I started out in real estate... The second wave of projects that I did were exactly what you described. They were rent-to-own projects where we were looking specifically for clients that marginally did not qualify. The ones who were deep, deep uh, from qualifying, uh, we didn't pay any attention to. But the ones who barely missed it, that might qualify in a year or two after they fix up a couple of things, seemed to be the perfect, perfect client. what's your focus
1: yeah you nailed it that's where we are that's where we live because about 80% of the people that do call on our ads are still renters no matter how we phrase the ad so we are looking for that that kind of cream of the crop the 20% of the renters out there that they're either self-employed and they need literally they have great credit they just need seasoning a couple years probably or they had a legitimate divorce death job change where their credit got dinged and there's not a history of 20 years they had a legit problem and so they they are easily financed, both they just get on the get on the plan and stay on the plan and we ha- we have it so that they're held accountable to that plan or they're they're in default of their agreement so we you know barring a life event they're getting financed
0: I love that Talk to me a little bit about geography are you focused just in your own local market are you looking further afield certainly when you know from my point of view real estate is a hyper local business so you want to be in an area where you absolutely know where the value is block by block and at the same time you want to live where you want to live and invest where the numbers make sense and that may not mean investing in your own backyard
1: yeah you can the, the, our deals i I'll, I'll answer what we do but just generally speaking our deals can be done from anywhere a lot of people want to work remote however i tell everyone yes it's easier an hour radius from your house right and and you can you can be anywhere in the world, but it is easier an hour away from your house. We personally, from a family standpoint, it's my son-in-law Zach, my son Nick, and and my daughter, and a great team. We buy and sell in three or four states: Rhode Island, Mass, Connecticut, maybe one other border. But then we teach and deal rev share and lock arms with and partner on deals around the country. With right now around sixty-five, we call them associates, sixty-five different people around the country. So we're in a lot of markets, and that's cool because it gives us a, a finger on the pulse, a, a pulse on the market rather, and allows us to really see what the different pockets are doing around the country. So that's kind of cool. So we're everywhere, but we're personally in three or four states.
0: I love that. What are some of the mistakes that you see people make when they get in particular into the realm of investing in single family homes?
1: Um, well, uh, on both sides of the coin, so because we talked about buyers 1st the biggest mistake when you're dealing with our type of buyers is putting in a buyer with little to no down payment because now you have a glorified renter. And if you want rentals, great. I, it's just not where we want to live. I don't want to be a landlord. I'd rather be cashing these out. Um, on the seller side, there's all kinds of headaches. I mean, I could we could spend four hours, but I mean, we even after 28 years, we're still you run into headaches. On the seller side, it would be simple things like, uh, believe it or not, a simple inspection, Uh, Things like uh, lead, asbestos, mold, you know, those type of things that that creep up later and and bite you. Being too quick to to jump on a terms deal. See, people get all excited because these terms deals we teach, they average like three different paydays on each deal, meaning like cash now, cash continuous, and then cash later. So everybody gets excited about that, and it's usually around 75 grand a deal, so they get these leads in. And they want to jump all over it. And, and usually if they're rushing it, you leave in just a ton of money on the table, not to mention inviting, inviting potential headaches down the road, you know.
0: Now, I'm glad you mentioned that. We were in the rent-to-own business a number of years ago, and we got out of it. The reason we got out of it is because we were often, it turns out, relying on market appreciation to deliver the value creation for the, both the tenant and for us as the, as the deal owner. And that's not something we control. And unless you can buy the property at a fairly significant discount to the market, it's difficult. Uh, you know, you can write a contract that looks great on paper, but if the property doesn't appraise for that value uh, in three years' time when the, your tenant buyer is ready to buy the property, it doesn't matter what you wrote on the contract because he's not going to qualify for the bank loan. How do you overcome that? What, what's the strategy for getting a successful property where you're going to generate that kind of profit?
1: Couple things. Um, one that we've been doing of late, meaning the last twenty-four months or so, is just making sure we're writing much longer terms. Um, so longer terms, instead of three years, four years, more than the five to ten range. The, the second thing, however, is um, more focused on if we get the longer term or if we own it because uh, we bought it subject to existing financing or owner financing and we have that runway, we don't have a, an end date to, to worry about, then if the down payment's large enough, then we go to the owner financing route because now you don't have that issue of them trying to cash out down the road. As long as you're not needing, quote unquote, that cash, uh, go ahead and turn around and do owner financing with your buyer. And now you don't have that appraisal issue. It literally never comes up until and, and unless they want to sell off, right?
0: Very interesting. So if you had something you wanted to share with our listeners, what would that be?
1: We can actually give them our book, Victor. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's um, the New Rules, uh, I'm sorry, the um, uh, Real Estate on Your Terms bestseller. And we can uh, give the link. It's new. the free F R E E, free S R E C. So that stands for Smart Real Estate Coach, free S R E C book.com. Just mention that they were on your show. We'll ship it out, hard copy. We'll get it signed and we'll pay for the shipping.
0: I love it. So definitely reach out to Chris at freesrecbook.com. Get your free copy of Real Estate on Your Terms. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Thank you, Chris, for a great conversation. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.